0: Susie Stroud would arrive most Sunday mornings and just a little bit after eight, and she would sit right back here in this pew, and she'd pray silently. Exactly one year ago, Susie asked me to come visit her as her body was dying. There were some things that she wanted to say to me, some things that she wanted to have remembered. It was a and it was a deep conversation. It was the last one that I had like that before the shroud of COVID fell.
1: Suddenly, a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before Jesus, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples.
0: There are moments that are so important that you drop everything to attend to them. Susie didn't have much time left, and her body was so weak that even holding a phone was a challenge. Everything, all the buildings, everything was shutting down, particularly senior care facilities that weekend. But that night, they agreed to let me come down to see Susie, just so long as I restricted myself to just seeing her. Susie had memories, love and regret that she wanted spoken as her life was remembered. She had experienced miscarriages and she regretted that she never got to know those children or to tell them that she loved them. And she told me that she wanted that truth spoken and she looked forward to meeting them in the life to come. And that night I committed to sharing her hope as we celebrated her life and resurrection. I never got that chance.
1: Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, If only I touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. There
0: are things that are so important that you drop everything to attend to them. Until something unexpected happens. On his way to go to the man's daughter who had just died, Jesus got waylaid. COVID waylaid all of us. We had to adjust. Our priorities changed overnight. We had to attend to the technical challenges of working and learning from home. We had to attend to maintaining jobs and businesses as millions lost their jobs or were furloughed. And the priority of those holy moments, moments like when this life comes to an end, we're facing crises in our households, many of those important things got waylaid. On Monday, thanks to some guidance from Kate Nicolai, thanks Kate, I I was able to get my first dose of the vaccine. And now I'm imagining what it's going to be like to reemerge, to awaken from this past year. I'm also reflecting on whom and what has been lost and broken. I went back and I looked at my calendar from exactly a year ago today, and it seems like such a long time ago. I had just gone to see Gene Schmidt a few days previous before the isolation began. I haven't seen him in a year, and I'm so looking forward to seeing him and Peggy soon. And I saw my trip to see Susie. And I thought this year about Darren Denton who lost both of his parents to COVID in one week. I couldn't be with him or his family. Of Edson Palacios Castoro, our building's custodian, his mother died of COVID and he couldn't be with her or he couldn't even attend her funeral. Muriel Seibert, Kirsten Phillips, Brad Fairchild, Kevin Cable, oh dear God. Rosalie Henry, I couldn't be with this dear person I loved as her body died from COVID. She was on a ventilator and she couldn't speak and all I could do was talk to her, pray and tell her I love her as a nurse held the phone to her ear. I thought of Joan Gilson's brother, Ken Wernie's mom, of how scared I was when Tim Taylor was sick Jane Pronko after Morris's death. Judy shook. Oh, it doesn't seem like she's really gone. I feel this brokenness.
1: When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl woke up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. Attending to COVID,
0: to isolation and public health, it wasn't a distraction. Helping a woman who reached out after suffering for 12 years of bleeding, it wasn't a distraction. None of us had a choice this past year. We had to respond out of love for one another by physically isolating ourselves. All of us have paid a price for it we are all a little bit broken. Each of us has our own story from this past year of whom and what we've lost. And now, well, it, it's not over yet, but the end is in sight, and we're waking up. I have moments when I look back and I wonder if I could have done things differently, if I should have done things Differently. Maybe you have those two. A year has gone by, and I have not given Susie the honor that she deserves. That hurts. Jesus got waylaid. Things did not go the way the girl's father, who was a leader in the synagogue, wanted or planned. Maybe you lost your job this year because your business closed. Nothing you planned or wanted. Maybe you had relationships in your life fall apart and you felt so alone as you faced it. Nothing you planned or wanted. Maybe someone you dearly loved died. Nothing you wanted. planned. We've had a year of facing the cross, something that we didn't want or plan for, that broke us all a bit or a lot. And I'll tell you why I may feel broken, but I'm not destroyed. I am confused, but not in despair. Definitely been knocked down, but not out. Because all along the way, God has been with us, with inspiration and grace. I've seen people inspired to find new ways to bless. When we learned that the virus was primarily airborne, Sarah Hendron, I saw you making masks for people. I'm still using the masks that you brought me. And when we knew our older people would be isolated for months, Julie Lutman, I saw you organizing the Celebration Brigade. Martha Wolford, Care Committee. How about all of the... The cards, the the calls, and the care that you figured out ways to do this last year. Even now, we are finding ways to care for people as we are migrating from our Stevens ministries to a new call-to-care ministry. And when we saw kids and families in our metro area struggling to find a safe place for remote learning at the beginning of the school year, we converted the lower level of our church building. How about the racial justice event that we helped make a witness for inclusivity in our community last summer? Even this week, dozens of casseroles came in to feed women who were starting their lives anew In a shelter after the cook at that shelter was injured. God has, God is, inspiring us to adapt. And yet, not always perfectly, but we have done the things that we have needed to do. There has been inspiration, and I love the Holy Spirit. There has been And there needs to be also grace. None of us have gotten it all right. No matter how hard we've worked, how positive we've tried to be, all of us have broken a bit or a lot. And that's where the grace comes in. Because when it comes down to it, You are enough. You are loved and you are valued no matter what. If you tried and it didn't work out, if you lost someone so dear to you, God's grace, absolute love and forgiveness, and the chance to begin again anew, that's there for you. You have nothing to prove, nothing to earn. And I don't know about you, but I need to hear that these days. Will you pray with me? Lord, as we awaken and reemerge from this nightmare of a year, give us a vision of your grace that as we reflect on what has broken We know that you are taking the pieces and using them to make something new and beautiful in our world. This is the promise of resurrection grace that we are going to celebrate so much in three weeks on Easter. Fill our souls with that hope. Amen.